Coot. Coot right through. Got a pass on to Brass, and Brass is it for the try. Oh, so easy. Nettie to Flannery. Flannery to Rickardson. Rickardson to Fletcher. Fletcher puts the arm up, and he goes over. Fletcher scores. Now it's one-way traffic. Williams has got the ball. Gets it on to Maloney. Sets himself. Kicks for Tupo. Tupo and Williams. Tupo! Well, Roosters fans, it wasn't the disappointment of 2003, but it was a disappointing weekend as we went down and they let the dogs out last Saturday night. It was a pep talk from Gus Gould through the week that got him home whilst eating a hot dog. Well, I can tell you, our boys tried their hearts out. Silky and Bells, welcome to another week of Roosters Radio. It's two in a row, but all is not lost. This week, we have special guest, defensive coach, Jason Rolls on to talk to us. Bells, Silky, welcome, and how did you see it? Well, boys, a little disappointing on the weekend, that's for sure. Uh, we've got a lot to chat about today. It'll be great to talk to Jason Riles as well and um, get his insight on it. But, um, yeah, disappointing game. What about you, Silk? Yeah, I need to apologise to my neighbours for the profanities that were heard over the fence. <laughs> I was I was most upset with, with the um, wow. with the outcome of the match. Well, look, just, just before you go yeah. on. I mean, for our Roosters radio fans out there, it's actually something that we should have a competition, Bells, to watch the football with Cooper. Now, I, I had to take a long... I've known Cooper my whole life, since we were six, and he was only a kid. But I realise you wear your Roosters heart on your sleeve, and you watch it like you're still ball-boying, because I've forgotten that you actually got closer to the action than many or any of us, and yep. it means a lot to you, and you actually ride every play. You are the Craig Belly of Sydney Roosters. <laughs> You are. I feel sorry for Kylie. Well, yeah. His nickname around the studio is Demir Dockage, and it's because he's so emotional and passionate, not because he stabs people. But um, I can certainly say, mate, I, w- I would love to have been uh, over your fence. They would have heard everything the other night. Yeah, look, there was a lot of profanity, but, you know, maybe some of it was well-deserved. I don't know. Oh, I mean, there's so much to kind of dissect. Let me go this way. I thought Trent Robinson's press conference was exceptional. Because he's going to, you know, in his own words, put his hand up. And, uh, you know, on, and the fact that we're talking to Jason Rolls on this week's show is a huge, huge get for us because, you know, I'm keen to ask him a few questions as are the fans. Well, you know, there's, some, there's, some, uh, there's some performances that were subpar. Um, if, if I'm being really frank, well, it, be it's, frank been, it's been four weeks in a row that we've let the opposition lead at half time for some pretty soft tries, I must say. Uh, so I think the fact that we are able to talk to someone from the the coaching staff, it's going to be uh, it's going to be exciting. We're going to use the two birds with one stone analogy. Bells, I'm going to ask Silky a question. I want you to answer the same question straight afterwards. Being honest, I mean, we are the voice of the fans. We're not the professionals out there. We're not coaches. Um, you know, we all played the game. We loved it. Roosters fans, our whole lives. What's missing for you? What aren't you liking? What do you want to see change? Well, the error rate is the one that hurts me the most. I think we completed 65 percent. Bells will have the stats. But I did hear over the commentary that I think in the second half were 58%. You can't win football matches completing at that rate. Yeah. Uh, you know, you've got to be in that, in and around 80, even even higher. That was tough for me to watch. Like, just the drop ball and the errors. 
hence probably why there were so many profanities. Um, but then, you know, we talk about execution. It, it doesn't seem to be kind of working at the moment. Uh, and I'd like to just see him go a bit straighter. That's that's probably my answers, Bells. I'm with you, Silky. I, I completely agree. It's the error rates and that's a super frustrating thing about it. It is not Rooster's footy. It's not pretty to watch. It's just so disappointing. And I'd like to see Kiri take the line on some more. I just mm-hmm. don't think – I know he's coming back from, you know, and it's a, it possibly could be a safety thing or it's in his head, but we're in round eight now. I would like to see him take the line on, just just go a little bit deeper, and then we won't be going so sideways. I feel if he goes a little bit deeper into the line and then everyone will follow. Just on that point alone, Bells, we saw right at the end of the game where Victor Radley did a big charge, unfortunately he dropped the ball. But mm. I think in past years – um, if my memory serves me correctly, Victor used to have that run in him. Like Boyd Corden used to do that carry five, six, seven times a game in seasons gone by. And it just straightens up the defence and we get a quick play of the ball off the back of it. I like to see Victor do that. I know he's playing at the line, but I feel like the defence is waiting for him to offload. I'd love to see him run and, and poke his nose through and then offload to a teddy. We've done it in the past. Like even two weeks ago, um, young Fletcher Baker hit the line and was an inside ball to Victor. Now they called it forward. But I don't mind that play. I just think the the defensive line seem to be waiting for us as we as we do drift, and then, and you know we're not, we don't seem to be kind of breaking through like we have in past years. Mate, I think you both said it all. I think from Roosters fans' perspective, I mean, look, all's not lost. I mean, I'm the eternal optimist. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And and I always say this on Roosters Radio. I love how Coach Robinson moves his chess pieces around the board. I love the depth of thought. I love the analysis. I learn more at the post match conference about the game. Um, and some then of you do watching it. Then I do watching yeah. it because I don't have that eye. It's like when Joey Johns gets out the, the Telestrator or Sterlo gets out. It's really interesting because you see it through their eyes and, and they're there. For mine, you've said everything needs to be said, both of you, and I think you're right. I don't disagree, and I don't think our fans would disagree with that assessment. I think Luke Keery does need to go to the line a bit more from a fan's perspective. It would be great to see. We all know the talent that he is, and I just don't think things are clicking within the team. There's something missing. I think our captain needs to be uh, singled out for – the way he tries him, if he shows his bum cheeks one more time, my God, you know, like he's going to get a rest. Just 300 metres consistently, you know. But in saying that, I think he's trying too hard. I think that he's actually taken the ball too much because they aren't clicking. They're not got some of their set plays working. And Teddy's answer is, just give me the ball, I'll do something. And I think that stifles his actual play. I want to make it very clear that I'm not questioning their effort. No. It's just the application that seems to be off. And, you know, if you hear Coach Robbins in the press conference, he owns that problem. And I dare say that there'll be some conversations had within the coaches and the playing group this week to rectify that problem. I don't think there's a lot that we have to do to get things right. I don't think there's positional things. You know, there may be some movement here and there, but I really think that we've still got the team that compete with the top sides. Now, we're not showing it at the moment, let's be let's be frank there, But and we need to improve. I think we need to improve by 30%, 40%. If you look at the draw we've got coming up, you know, we've got the Titans this week, then we play, you know, uh, Penrith at Penrith, and I think we've got Storm and so on and so forth. So we need to find a, a way forward and quick smart. Well, I'm with you, Cooper. Obviously, we're fans and we're disappointed. However, I found it really interesting in the press conference that uh, Robbo said attack turns around quicker than defence does. and we are defending well. We're known for the Bondi War. We do defend well. We're still up there with the top couple of teams in defence. Um, so it's it's 
it's good to hear him say that. And sometimes it is just a click one weekend. It might just all fall together, which is what he's building for and what he's coaching for and and the staff. And I, I think it's going to come together. It's just frustrating to watch as a fan. Yeah. And I think we're just going a little more sideways than I've seen us before. And I think that sideways attack will be straightened up. And I think that, um, you know, some of our options, I, I, I'm not too sure that Kerry and Sam Walker have clicked like they want to, and they will. And, and listen, the hard work's being done. It's got to be a matter of time and patience. And I guess as fans, you know, we all have this recollection of us over the, since 13, you know, we've won a, you know, since 2010, you know, got beaten by the Dragons. 13, we win the comp. 18, 19, we go back to back. And we've had a steady stream of every year where we knew we were a big chance of getting to the big dance. Um, at this stage, we're only focusing on the season proper. And that's as Coach Robinson likes to. So look, I think there's uh, plenty of fuel left in the tank. And I think as fans, we've been spoiled. And when these situations occur, it's not a crisis. It's an opportunity. And I believe that they'll get it right. Well, they have to, and they have to quick smart because the draw yeah. over the next six weeks is, is tough. And our season's on the line. Let's let's call it for what it is. So, you know, there's going to be some tough conversations said this week and over the next couple of weeks. And we just have to, you know, believe in the boys to, to be able to turn it around. Well, on that, Silky, and one thing we do want to do on Roosters Radio is we don't want to sugarcoat anything. We don't want to be sanitised. Um, you know, we're of the club, by the club, for the club, and the players, and the staff, and all of our members uh, and Roosters fans. But, you know, we want to tell it like it is and we want to be real. And I was talking to a former Rooster last night, who I won't name, who was a very good footballer. You know, he said to me, look, you know, I'm a bit concerned when you've got Penrith, uh, Melbourne, Parramatta. He said, if you think about that, he said, there's possibly, you know, three ga- there's two more games. He mentioned, um, you know, Titans are, you know, are, are 50-50. He said, but there's some really big games coming up for us. If we do lose those games, then we do look like we're going to drop out of the eight. So we've got to go in with that attitude of we're going to beat them. And the other thing I think I like about the, the challenge of that, if you put that to someone like Coach Robinson, he'll just look at you and go, yeah. And that's what we're that's what we're here for. So that's what I love. You know, we've got that positivity, um, and we've got you know something to look forward to. So as you said, Silky, it needs to be turned around quick, and I think it will. Well, boys, obviously out of the game, there's got to be some positives. Um, Absolutely, Teddy. We mentioned Teddy Silky. He's just uh, you know played out of his skin again over 300 meters um, and just played so well. But Bush, what do you think? Oh, look, I thought Joseph Sawali. I, I thought we saw him arrive the other night. I wouldn't mind seeing him move to the centres and just seeing how he goes. I think he's strong. He's powerful. It was so disappointing, that that little uh, foot over touch, you know what I mean? And then I'd love to know what was said between him and Manu and, uh, you know, just just that little, that <laughs> little fox scuffle. And, well, it wasn't the fox. It was the centre that played for the Bulldogs, and I don't know his name. But um, I will say to you, I just think he showed why an 18-year-old's playing first grade. I mean, Bells, we watched it together. And, uh, you know, my godson, who's your son, turned around and said to me, I can't believe that guy's my age. Yeah, unbelievable. It's unbelievable. He's playing the way he's playing. So there is a lot to like about it, you know what I mean? And there's some positives, and and these are the things that, you know, we'll get to the bottom of and we will talk about. We most certainly will. Now, before we go to our first break, special shout-out to two of our junior Rooster Rep teams. Our triumphant Tasha Gale side uh, won their grand final, went through undefeated, in fact, so congratulations to them. And OSG Ball, well, unfortunately, they were beaten 22-20, up 20-0, and they got run down by the Panthers, but I'm sure they will learn plenty from that. You're on Roosters Radio. When we come back, Jason Riles. (laughs) 
Well, Silky and Bells, every week we get a great guest on Roosters Radio. A very old friend of ours, and what a good footballer he was. He played most of his career at the St. George Illawarra Dragons. Uh, he played at the Catalan Dragons as well, over in the French Riviera, Silky, somewhere close to your heart. Absolutely. Of course, played at the Sydney Roosters, and uh, and he did some work at the Melbourne Storm as well. So, you know, great experience there. Then he moved into the coaching ranks, and he is now our defensive coach here at the Roosters. Would you please welcome to Roosters Radio, Jason Riles. How are you, Rilesy? Hey, boys. How are you? Very, very well, mate. Thanks for joining us uh, on Debut, really, isn't it? Yeah, on Debut with you, yeah. I was... Uh... A little bit, so I didn't know what you wanted when you rang the other week, and then I finally got back to you, and um, yeah, it's this, so yeah, looking forward to it. Well, last time we caught up, uh, it was yourself, <laughs> myself, Brian Fletcher, karaoke bar, and you had no clothes on, so <laughs> it's probably, uh, you probably wanted you probably wanted your pants back. Yeah. <laughs> I'll leave that one. Yeah. I think the last time I did see you, you had about three kilos of salt on your chicken schnitzel, so. <laughs> Not much has changed, Rosie. Uh, yeah, so. yeah. I've just removed the bread. I only have half a loaf now. Yeah. <laughs> You're looking fit. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, mate, uh, straight to it. How are you enjoying the, uh, the, the the coaching role at the Roosters? You've come in the defensive role, and we all know that, uh, you know, we've had a long-term defensive coach there who's moved on in Fitzy, who's a great friend of yours. And, and what have you learned about the role, and how's it going? No, it's been good. I'm really enjoying it at the moment. Obviously, um, we're not getting some of the results we would have liked. Uh, most recently, obviously, but um, yeah, no, it's, I knew Trent, I had the good relationship with him, um, he was the assistant coach in 210 when I played at the Roosters, so that was how we sort of got on there, and because we're only a couple of years apart, um, I was a bit of a go-to with him, with the group and that, and uh, we got on really well there, so that's that's how that came about, and um, obviously good mates with Fitz, and still talk to him, Ali spoke to him the other week, actually, so yeah, it's quite ironic, actually, that I actually got the opportunity to come back. I uh, always sort of looked at Fitz's job and thought, geez, that'd be a nice place to work and uh, one day. But, um, yeah, it was, the opportunity came up and, uh, yeah, I was, uh, you know, happy and proud that I was able to do it. Yeah. He left a bit of a legacy, Fitzy, in defence. And, uh, you know, you can you can see the great work uh, with the team. And did you did you think coming in uh, you want to put your own spin? Because, Rolls, you know, you know, as a footballer yourself, you're pretty handy. And you've also worked under the likes of Eddie Jones, Craig Bellamy and the like. And we'll get to that in a minute. But did you feel you wanted to put your own stamp on it or continue that work off, Fitzy? Oh, no. I think, um, I think it was continuing the work and then also adding my little part to it as well. Obviously, Trent has a fairly big input into... Uh, the defence, and, uh, you know, it was my job to, one, continue it, and two, just see how we could evolve it, and, um, you know, with with the way the attacks are going at the moment, and then also, you know, see if we could keep developing it into uh, an even stronger defensive unit. Rosie, I want to touch on your pedigree as a coach, because you, you've been, you know, mentored and tutored by some of the greats. Bush touched on it, with, you know, Eddie Jones in the UK rugby, and, of course, Craig Bellamy. Talk us through the journey from football player to coach. Yeah, so I, I kind of fell into coaching. I didn't uh, play footy and think I, I desperately wanted to be a coach after footy. Um, but what happened was um, when I finished up at the Storm in 13, uh, an opportunity came up back home to coach local A grade. And I spoke, obviously spoke to Frank Benici about it. And he said, mate, that's a great way to do it. Get into it, cut your teeth and see if you really like it. So I did it for two years. And as part of that, I got, a job with a, a chemical company down there, which brought me across Bush, and um, he still didn't buy any chemicals off me, mind <laughs> you, and then uh, too expensive. 
But um, yeah, and then and then I did that for two years. Nearly got divorced, and but I found that I loved, like, just loved helping guys. And uh, the main reason I liked helping them was because I wanted them to not make the same mistakes that I did. Um, that was probably the main reason that I do it. And then, um, yeah, then basically uh, Justin Morgan left the storm, and then Frank sort of rang and um, said, "Would you be interested?" And I, yeah, I nearly ran down there, let alone got on a plane and asked my wife. So. Um, yeah, and then we ended up at Melbourne again, and, and we all pretty much spent eight of the last ten years down there until this year, and then yeah, then got an opportunity to go uh, work for the England Rugby Union team. But I was doing that for two weeks stints for about four years, so I was flying over there for two weeks, um, doing PD over there, but then also working with the rugby guys, and then uh, did that, um, and then ended up with an opportunity to do that, and um, yeah, but because of COVID, that fell through, unfortunately. So I went over there and did two campaigns, and we were. Um, you know, obviously did six months um, full time with Eddie and then, um, yeah, then obviously got the opportunity to come back to work at the Roosters with Robbo. So a bit of a long story, but it's, um, yeah, it's been a, been almost 10 years now, I was thinking, since I've been retired, which has gone so quick. Um, yeah, but you get into the grind of um, the week-to-week results and coaching and helping and all the rest of it, uh, time flies. Mate, you, you mentioned those names. So, you, you know, you talk about Eddie Jones, uh, Trent Robinson, of course, and Craig Bellamy, and all great coaches in their own right, but all very unique individuals. I mean, for, for the rugby fans, you know, Eddie Jones was a, a master manipulator and, and talking about other teams. And, you know, we see what belly aches like in the, in the, in the box. And, and Trent Robinson's got his own kind of style as well. But their, their individual, individual characteristics are, are so kind of far and wide. What have you been able to take out of, you know, some of those guys? Yeah, um, so in a nutshell, the, the thing that separates them is their personality and the, the type of people they are. Um, obviously, belly aches pretty much what you see is what you get. Um, you know, works hard, loves Jimmy Barnes. You could you could rob belly ache easily because he's so routine. Um, <laughs> and you just have to follow him for about three days and you're right, oh, I know what he's doing. Um, and then you got Robbo and uh, he, he's obviously a really deep thinker um, and, you know, really analyzes things and, like, loves to have conversations, that sort of thing, which I really like as well. And um, and then there's Eddie, who's kind of, yeah, it kind of goes bellyache, he's super dry and, you know, old school. And then you've got Trent, who's the newer age type of guy. Then you've got Eddie, who's just unbelievably meticulous in every aspect of the game and where's the game going and how can we get better here? And, and it's just constant striving to get better at every part of the, the organisation and the, and the team as well. So, um, yeah, three, three different personalities, three different ways of doing it. But, uh, but it's funny that the underlying foundation um, is all very similar. It's, you know, it's um, hard work, being brilliant at the basics, doing the little things really well consistently um, is, is the basic nutshell of, of their philosophy. And, um, but they just have different ways of expressing it. Rolls, man, any truth to the rumour that Nick Politis handed you a pipe and slippers so you could get on a lazy boy next to Trent Robinson and, and do some of that deep thinking and deep breathing that you've picked up over the years? <laughs> Not that I know of. I think him and Nick might like to do that, but I haven't been invited to that yet. Yeah, it's a special club. We'll get you there. <laughs> Rolsey, who does the best blow-ups? Eddie's good. Uh, Trent's a lot more direct and stern uh, and bellyache is pretty much what you see uh, <laughs> is what you get. So, But in the box, in, in fairness, to, in, in defence to bellyache, uh, 
it does look like he's going off, and there's times where he does. Um, but a lot of the time, he is just riding the play and riding every moment. So, um, and commentating the game. Hence the reason we've got to sit next to him with the headset and just filter it all. So, um, but yeah, they've all got their own way of doing it. But um, yeah, Belliac's probably the funniest. Uh, Eddie's probably the most direct, and uh, Robbo's probably the most calculated at their blowups. Rosie, yeah. uh, our season so far, we, we, we talked to you off air. Uh, you know, some of our fans are out there, uh, a little bit of panic in the camp with a loss against the Dragons and then backing up against the Bulldogs. You know, they come out to play a grand final last week. We don't think all's lost here on Roosters Radio, but as our leader, we're looking to you for some uh, some guidance and direction. Uh, what do we need to do? Where are we working on and what's going wrong? Um, I think the biggest thing for us is we're not far away. Um, although sometimes you feel like you're, you're a long way off, uh, to lose by two and four and become at home as strong as we did, there are things that we need to work on, um, which we've identified, uh, you know, defensively we're sitting like, you know, thereabouts with the, with the top couple of teams and, and with our, um, with our attack, there's, there's just little adjustments that, you know, the boys have been working on, um, that the, you know, as soon as that clicks it'll turn really quickly so the players and and the coaches in particular we're all really disappointed and trying to do everything we can to turn things around as quick as we can but um you know the level of effort and the level of uh you know the hard work that's going in behind the scenes um you know I, i don't think we'll be in this situation for too long but uh you know we we just need to keep working at it and um yeah, you know, Trent's obviously really calm, but he's also, you know, with us coaches, he, he's been pushing pretty hard as to making sure that we keep working with the players and making sure we're trying to get every little bit out of, um, you know, what we're doing each day. Rosie, I watched Robbo's press conference and it was very refreshing uh, to listen to the coach and basically put his hand up, you know, and said that, you know, some of these decisions that have to be made land on him. So, I dare say that over the next few days, you know, yourself and the rest of the coaching team will be having some some decent conversations. The environment is such that like, it's really similar to Melbourne, but it's just obviously different, sprinkled with Trent's personality and Craig's personality. But it's very honest anyway, and it's uh, and it's quite direct, but uh, it's all built around performance. It's never personal. So um, even when we were winning those games and, uh, you know, probably – you know, a little bit lucky there on one or two of them, but um, we we also we all always review really hard um, and make sure we're trying to squeeze every little bit out of um, where we can get better. Uh, and you know, again, probably this week, you know, the conversations are no more uh, no more honest than they would normally be. But it's just more of a you know, we we need to make sure we we go out and nail this in training. So um, you know, the players are really disappointed. We're really disappointed, but at the same time. Um, we're working super hard to turn it around as quick as we can. Rosie, a couple of standouts, um, you know, for, for mine. Jizzy, our captain, tries his heart out, doesn't he? He's uh, you, you've got to got to give him a mention. He's he's you know done a great job over the last couple of weeks. You know, three hundred running meters you know, per week. Um, you know, it'll take a bit of pressure off him if we can just get the team to click, as you say, and the boys lift. But we've got to give Teddy a special mention. What do you think? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, I think that's um, what everyone expects of him and, and what he expects of himself as well. So whilst he looks like he's working the hardest, I think every every player in the team, um, I think you can see the effort levels are through the roof. It's just, uh, you know, just uh, 
little things that sort of aren't falling our way at the moment. But yeah, no, Teddy's um, Teddy's GPS has got smoke coming out of it most games. It's um, you know burns out, runs out of battery. So it's um, you know he he's leading by example, and which you know obviously we all expect, but we all really appreciate as well. Uh, Rasi, you just mentioned a moment ago. You know the boys are feeling really disappointed, and the coaching staff and the morale is down. How do you turn that around this week in the sessions and how do you get them ready for the next game on the weekend? Yeah, we reviewed today um, and we, you know, identified where we, what we want to work on this week. But uh, such is the nature of the game and, and where we're at, um, you know, we put last week to bed today and then we basically focus on, uh, you know, the Titans as of tomorrow. So the players' focus shifts pretty quickly um, and how we do that is just basically making sure we're, we're continually working on our principles and, and making sure we're, we're nailing those so that we can give ourselves the best opportunity to perform this week. So they turn around pretty quick, but at the same time, we know exactly where we are. Rosie, we, we keep hearing the word execution uh, mentioned a fair bit. Like, How do you address that at training? Uh, clarity in each, each of the players' roles and also just getting the reps in at training. So building those combinations, I think um, – Kiri's come back after pretty much 12 months out. So he's um, obviously building his his connection with his edge as well. And and uh, Sam Walker's 19 years old and, and um, you know, super talented. And, uh, you know, he's building his game as well. So I think it's just those, the clarity on what, what everyone's doing and, and also, you know, building those connections with, uh, with each other on the field with those guys, um, you know, not having... One having played for a while, and two being being really young as well. So it's um yeah. So we'll, we'll just keep working on it, training, and basically, hopefully, we can turn it around sooner rather than later. Now, Rosie, when we speak to Trent Robinson, one of the questions that I do like to ask him is what he's reading at the moment. Now, I think last time we spoke, uh, he was reading Homer Sapiens. Bush thinks you're more of a, a comics man out of the back of the Telegraph. Has uh, any of Robbo's kind of learned ways rubbed off on you? Uh, no, because I'm in the car a fair bit. I'm living in Wollongong, so I'm about an hour each way. Uh, I'm listening to a heap of podcasts at the moment. So um, there's there's an AFL podcast. Um, it's called Sacked, and it's got all the all the coaches on there, and they basically talk about their whole experience and and how they got the job, and then basically how they got sacked. So I'm kind of preparing myself one day because um, <laughs> it is inevitable but um, I'm finding that really interesting at the moment because I haven't lived in Melbourne for a fair chunk of um, the last you know 10 years I've heard all the names so um, yeah not so much the reading because uh, reading and driving probably doesn't mix real well but um, yeah the podcasts are doing pretty well at the moment and of course Roosters Radio <laughs> <laughs> and Roosters Radio, yeah. Well you, well, you do know, Rosie, that uh, if you ever had that fate bestowed upon you, mate, I'm sure there'd be plenty of uh, people that want to pick you up, including the past names mentioned, such as Eddie Jones, Craig Bellamy. But I do know that uh, you're an avid masseuse, a uh, bit of a bit of an interest. So the players would love to, uh, you know, let you underneath <laughs> your hands. I mean, you had hands of magic when you made me eat that schnitzel in front of you all that little while ago. But, mate, uh, before we let you go, quick message for the fans. Stick with us; it's going to turn around. So we're working really hard on it at the moment. So, like I said before, but um, yeah, it's it's uh, uh, not obviously not the not the start that we would have liked, but um, at the same time, uh, I think if we can stay healthy and you know, get some continuity in in those guys that are playing Geary back after twelve months and and those types of things, I think we can uh, we can make 
we turned things around really quickly. Yeah, well, mate, we know you're working hard. We can see all that on, on the weekend. And as you said at the beginning, we aren't far away. I mean, you know, one thing I think our fans, uh, if you analyse the game, and, you know, we're big on Robbo's press conferences. You can sort of, you know, you can sort of um, deduce from what he says. You take the positives out. Let's know that you guys are doing everything we uh, we need to do to get it happening, and uh, it'll all click. And thank you so much for taking the time out to spin on Roosters Radio on Debu. Thanks, guys. Appreciate your time. Welcome back to Roosters Radio. And guys, really enjoyed that conversation with Rosie Bush. Uh, sounds like you two are old mates. Yeah, I got the pleasure of meeting Rosie through uh, Fletch when we were in business together. And um, when he had his little downtime, he'd gone into selling um, chemicals down in Wollongong, which usually comes with an 18-month jail sentence. But he was actually doing <laughs> cleaning chemicals, which is a good thing. And Shane Lee was his boss. And, and they were connected to the West Wollongong very big nursery down there for, for some great footballers. And that's where he cut his teeth coaching. And... Um, I think Riley, knowing him like I got to know him through Fletch and everything else, he's such a likable bloke. So I could imagine the transition. Craig Fitzgibbon is such a big transition out of our club, mm. but Riley is the perfect transition in, and they know each other well. And I know that Fitzy and him talk regularly, and I think they'd uh, you know they'd be helping each other out. But what a terrific guy, and what a great an insight and interview. But I think his pedigree as well, as he mentioned in the interview there. He's, he's learned off some of the great tacticians Absolutely. Uh, of both codes. Yeah, and, and, you know, he's got that personality. He understands the footballers. He understands what they're going through. And I love that little ditty. He said, I want the players to not make the same mistakes I did. He's not talking off-field stuff. He's talking about in the game, preparation, all the little one percents that the older school footballer, which Rosie was, can bring into this new age rugby league player. It was great having a chat to him, boys, and – you know, especially after the way we've been playing, to be able to access a coach like that and have a chat to him and put into perspective of what they're actually doing. They're working hard. And I love the line where he said, we're very honest and we're very direct there and they're addressing everything. They're not sugarcoating everything. It's being addressed. They know where they've got to improve. And yeah, it was just great to be honest with him and have that chat. Don't forget, Rosie is uh, one from one this year. He's undefeated <laughs> as a head coach. So, mate, that's another little uh, feather in his cap. Well, let's look ahead to this weekend's match. Uh, look, we're going to be hosting up at East Leagues. Uh, we look forward to seeing you all there. We've got a few former players. I think we've got Fletch joining us. Yeah. Uh, Russell Fairfax is uh, going to be joining us. I think Mick McLean. Um, you know, former state of origin, Rooster Mick McLean will be Absolute up there, Trevor legend. Patterson, a couple of other Roosters, maybe uh, notables, uh, maybe a couple of our current players who are injured. So uh, if you're looking for somewhere to watch the match Saturday afternoon, head on up to East uh, and we'll be there in full flight. Absolute full flight. So in the 5.30 game, boys. Yep. 5.30 game. And they're playing up in Mackay. Yeah. So she'll be warm and sticky up there. What are your thoughts, Bells? We're up in Mackay. It'll change in the weather for the boys. Give us your fearless score prediction and uh, you see we'll go. Well, I said it last week, so I'm going to say it again this week. We have to turn it around. Um, I got the score so wrong last week. But, look, the boys are going to come out firing on Saturday night. They have to and they will. 
it is going to be warm, so I think there's going to be a few tries up there. Uh, I'm interested to see if Egan Butcher will play. I believe he may be back this week. Yeah, he's uh, back training. So whether they throw him straight, he's been you know it's been a long layoff. So mm. we're surprised if he's, uh, he's know, playing good. in the Bears. Yeah, but we'll wait and see. It'll be exciting. I, I'm looking forward to see him come back. But uh, I believe it'll be 26 to 16. Wow, 10-point margin. I like it. I uh, got him for 13-plus last week and uh, pretty much just... <laughs> you uh, and me both. Yeah, yelled at Silky's neighbours as well. But uh, I think this week, I think they'll make a good account of themselves. I'm not going to make any bold predictions. I think it's Roosters 16, Titans 10. Yeah, look, I've been miles off uh, of recent. So, um I think we all have. Well, look, it's it's just our lack of tries, right? So Are we nostalgic? This week I'm going to go for Roosters... 18, Titans 12. Wow, that's from the Inner Sanctum, Bells. Mm. 18, 12, guys. I think it's going to be, you know, pretty humid up there at 5.30. Bit of drop ball. Like I, we've said it already in, in uh, the show earlier today, uh, they've got to fix up their errors, particularly their handling. So let's see uh, if they can fix that at training this week and, and hopefully straighten up the attack and um, maybe we'll see more points. Yeah, well, what, uh, what a nice little prediction. Yeah. Well, that's it for this episode of Roosters Radio. We'd like to thank our special guest, defensive coach Jason Riles. You've been listening to Roosters Radio. East to win. To win. East know how to play the game. They play it hard and fair. East know how to win the game. They give more than they share. They're great to see in action. These boys.